Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with recording artist Trell Dre. Hey, Trell. Hi, how are you today, Cynthia? I'm great. <laughs> and as you know, I'm a big fan I of really your sound. really appreciate that. And I'm a big fan of yours as well. I really like what you're doing with your movement. It's pretty big. Oh, thank like you. Well, as you know, or may not know, I listen to all your music on the MTV Artist page, and I think wow. that Night Owl is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. A lot of people love Night Owl. It's, it's, a lot of work went into it. Yeah, you can tell. I really appreciate so, <laughs> Who can we credit with influencing your sound? <sighs> wow. There are a lot of people, but... The main influence definitely was first for me, the church. And then I went on to um, listen to things. My, my father would play Motown records in the house. And my favorite artists of those artists were Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder. I listened to Michael Jackson and definitely Prince. And then my most modern day influence would definitely be Aaliyah. The, the angelic voice of the world, Aaliyah. I love her. Oh. Right. Great influencers, let me tell you. <laughs> Your website says you've been performing since you were five years old. Yes. Tell us your backstory and your training. Well, basically when I was five, my mother and father discovered that I could basically sing and dance and act because I was a character in the household. <laughs> Big character. I would do all types of things and just create things and my mother and father would just look at me and just shake their head like, okay, well, he's going to do something. So they just let me basically do what I wanted to do. And I would ask to take music class. I would ask to take dance classes. And they would just let me do it. And from that moment on, I just advanced in those aspects and wanted to go further in my career. And I would compete in state competitions and in the choral aspects and do solo performances in state competitions. And then I wanted to compete on a national type of level. So I auditioned for American Idol at age 15, and I was in the 10th grade. And for that, from that moment on, it was it was big. I, I saw I saw the magnitude of, of music. You know, it was just a big rush. It was like, wow, all these people love the same thing that I love, and it was just a good energy. And from that moment on, I just wanted to just soar. And in the competition, I made it through a couple rounds, but I got cut. Of course. I was young, and I, I'm actually grateful because it inspired me to want to go further my training in sing, dance, and acting, and I auditioned for the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York City. And there I studied three years, and I studied intensely with, with teachers who actually work in the industry, in, in the movie world, and also in, in the dancing scene. On their dances on Broadway. Our teachers are recording artists, sing backup for major artists. Those are our teachers, so they really drove in us perfection and professionalism in college. That was the most, the, the two P's, perfectionist and professionalism. So for those years, they trained me intensely and it was the worst three years of my life. It was hard. I've never experienced such training ever. New York is definitely the place if you want to be a star, like to go train. They trained us. It was 380, 380 of us. And at the end of our graduation, there were about 50 of us who graduated. Wow, that's a, <laughs> a low. It was hard. It was hard. So, and that's that was pretty much my training. 
from five to, to then. Wow. Do you collaborate now with anyone else, other songwriters, musicians, or producers? Absolutely. I collaborate with um, not too many producers, just, just a few. I have these group of kids called Dope Noteria. They're based in Atlanta. They're a bunch of smart, intellectual geniuses of music, and I'm, I collaborate with them. Their music is more of a universal-type feel, so I love that. I also collaborate with this with the producer um, Emerson Dijon. He actually produced Night Owl, so and he has a couple records that I've also worked with him as well. That you guys are here. Um, I work with this producer named by the name of Chantrey. Um, also, my head of operations, she's produced two tracks for me. Natalie, she did two tracks for the album and it's just a masterpiece. So those are pretty much. And also Chinaman, he he's a producer. He's with No Limit, so. Master P. So I, I produce. He produced some songs. We worked together and collaborated. He's also a writer. So, but as far as writing and songwriting, I try my best to do as much as that as possible, because it's my thoughts and it's, and it's how I how I feel. So I try my best to have as much input as writing as possible. When I need little kinks in there, I'll call on people who produce the tracks, because all of them are songwriters too. So, just a little team, a little family. Sounds like it's growing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, 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 it's getting big. We don't want it too big. We keep it just, just a little bit. <laughs> well, we all know that music is a business. And I met Natalie, your head of operations. So mm -hmm. tell me more about the Trail Deray team and how you're organized for success. Basically, from the foundational standpoint, we draw out a map plan, we have a business plan, and we Okay, we're going to do this first, this second, this third, and then when things come sporadically, we just execute them when they present themselves. So we just believe in drawing the foundation, seeing the foundation, and then executing it. That's pretty much our method. That is, that's the three simple rules of, of, of life, I guess. See it, see the vision, execute the vision, and just go after it with your whole heart. And that's what we do. That's, that's pretty much our marketing strategy. We just tackle the truth. We go, we go for the truth. Uh, my demographic is just our true people, so that's what we tackle. Well, we'll have to have you write a blog post about the Trail to Race success method. <laughs> <laughs> I would be glad to. I would be glad. Well, we met on Twitter. You yes. have a website, a Facebook page, a Google Plus page, an Instagram account. I know that you use social media a lot to connect with fans, so tell us a little bit about that. Basically, when it comes to connecting with my fans, I definitely try my best to, to stay with uh, social media, especially Twitter. Twitter has been, first, firstly, Twitter was a growing thing for me. I started off with like maybe a, a thousand Twitter followers, and then, you know, I mean, I had submitted myself years ago to become an MTV artist, and they finally approved, and they asked for the tracks, and they got the tracks on, and my fan base just ingeniously grew like beyond and I was like right before my eyes from a thousand to two thousand to three thousand it was going up and up and up and up and up and up overnight and then I asked myself I was like where are these people coming from so we googled myself and we found out what my demographics were and they were from around the world so I tried my best to just go to those regions and just connect with all the people that Help me build this, and I and I try to tackle that through social media, through Twitter, through Facebook, 
Instagram, whoever comes in my presence, I try my best to make it a personal thing. Well, that's awesome because I know a lot of people have others who so do the social media for them in in their place, and it's so much more. I don't like that. Connect when you're talking to the per when you know that it's the person behind the Twitter icon, you know. So, do you use any other marketing channels, or do you rely mostly on social media? Mostly on social media. That's basically where where it all started for me. I I would just. It all started from Facebook and Twitter. Those are my, my those are the two foundational standpoints. And Reverb Nation, you know, Reverb Nation has done a lot for me in my career as well. So those three markets helped me, and it, it taught me how to, you know, tackle my demographics. You know, when you when you're an artist, you have to go where your demographics are. And my demographic, I just wanted to go with people with people that love real music and, the, and they love true. They like that they love the truth of just being creative and whatever comes, it comes in a positive way, they accept it. Those are the people that I want to target. And for me, when it came to knowing how to market, I just tackled that part. And that was easy for me because it, it came from a true, honest place and people connected to that truth. So it was, it was pretty much easy. Since Amuse Now is about artists helping artists, Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for other musicians who are also trying to make a name for themselves? Huh. You know, there's a lot of advice that that you can give another artist. It's a lot to this. It's a lot to to becoming an artist. You know, it, it's a lot that goes into it. So basically, I would just tell an artist to get to know yourself. You know, get to know you as an artist. Sometimes you have to take yourself out the picture and just focus on the actual artist, the brand. And in in some instances, you if it's if it's true, if it's a true thing, and you you are the artist, so it will be just natural for you to just be the artist and figure that out and know who the artist is and just study that artist, which is yourself, and know what you can and what you want to do, and just know you, and everything else will just come to you so naturally. It's all with being in tune with yourself and not listening to what people tell you how you should be. That's the best advice I could give an artist. Just know who you are and, and go up on that and trust your instincts, not what other people say. I hear that a lot because you, you can't copy somebody else and in order to stand out, you have to be yourself. I think it's so I think it's so shady to want another artist to be someone else, you know. You're taking away their individuality and making them become someone else. It's it's just it's not how life is supposed to be. You're supposed to enjoy yourself and be you. You're not supposed to be anyone else. It's, that's and that's why I enjoy my independency. I enjoy it because I get to really be me, and people want to see the truth. And I'm all about truth. Well, that's that's awesome. That's why I do what I do, and the people that I work with do what they do because. And that's, and that's why I support it. I will always support this 100% on the time. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Terrell, I had a fabulous time chatting with you today. I hope that when we launch our e-commerce site, you'll consider adding Amuse Now to your distribution channel. How do I add it? Where do I add it? I don't add it. <laughs> we're not we're not live yet. I'm about 50% there. I'll let you know. Don't worry.
Yeah. <laughs> I wish you an awesome day. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be a part of this. And anytime you want to speak with me, just let me know. We'll make it happen. Okay, that's great. Have a good day. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about Amuse Now, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon at amusenow.com.